It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. Do you want to know what it's like to have a fourth? Just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. Today I get to chat with my good friend, and I'm really excited about this. Joining me is Natalie Andrews. You may not know her name, but you definitely know her work because she is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. And not only that, she is my friend from college, (laughs) and she just had a new baby 12 weeks ago. Natalie, hi. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's so good to chat with you. Okay, so baby Logan, right? Yes, named after where my husband and I met. (laughs) Right, you guys met at Utah State, Aggies all the way, and he's 12 weeks old right now, and you are a a new mom, and what inspired this, having you on today in this episode was a post you made on social media because you just laid out all the ways in which you have prepped to become a new mother, and I found it so refreshing, and I even commented to you. Every mother needs to have this level of preparation when they go into having a baby. Because I don't know about anybody else, but for me, I was blindsided by new motherhood. So just walk me through a little bit about what it's been like for you the last 12 weeks and just your transition into motherhood. I mean, I think you can do all the prep you can. And it was still like, whoa, this is different. This is a real, like the sleep deprivation is real. I was just really blown away by like how once the adrenaline wore off, which was the first few weeks. And then it just hit me like a month in, I was like, wow, everyone was right. Everyone was right. And my husband and I would look at each other in the middle of the night and just be like, it's a gift, right? It's a gift. Right. <laughs> You're supposed to love every minute this of this. Heaven, now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was so nervous for the postpartum stage. I read about it. I'd heard, you know, about it. And so anything that I could read or do, I really tried to prepare for. I remember talking to a friend who had was telling me about how she prepared for the birth. And I was like, I didn't even think about preparing to give birth. I was so thinking about that three month so-called fourth trimester period that I was trying to ready myself for. Yeah. And that is so interesting to me because I do wish we would prepare for that time a little bit better. Like everybody, and and we see this even in our healthcare system, right? Where you have checkups monthly, weekly, and then postpartum, you get one. And Mm -hmm. that's the message we send, right? It's baby, baby, baby. You should be back to normal and you, you know, go exercise. Get that body back together. Your doctor (laughs) clears you for whatever activities you want to do and then you're good to go. Yeah. And you don't really feel like you're ready to go back to any sort of activity. I was still very much like wanting to marathon Gilmore Girls and (laughs) exercise or do anything. Um, We looked at a few things. I really think having the conversation with my doctor ahead of time, I, one reason I was so worried about the postpartum phase is because I have struggled with anxiety in the past. And I was worried how that would play out 
when I gave birth and with hormones. And I was really glad that I had a conversation with my doctor at about 30 weeks and said, Hey, like, when should I know? And what should I be watching for? And she told me that anxiety often starts in pregnancy, which is something we never talk about. And she's like, you know, we really, it's, it's a conversation you should have early. And I was having a lot of panic attacks that I didn't really know were panic attacks, but it was very like, had a lot of anxiety and stress um, in pregnancy that were not necessarily like realistic thoughts now that I look back on it. I, but sometimes I dismiss them as just being worried about the health of the baby. But being able to have that conversation early on with my doctor and being able to discuss maybe what medication we needed or should we line up a therapist or that kind of thing before giving birth was really helpful. And also having the conversation with my husband about what we could do for him and, or, and what he, how he could help me was really good. He ended up taking 10 weeks of leave, which I think was just monumental in a, his relationship with the baby and also in my recovery because we knew we had serious time together to do everything together. It is so, so vital to the health and the mental health of mothers. I wish we could restructure our society so it was more like this. So it was more like women are supported after they give birth in whatever way that looks like. I loved this, Natalie, the first line of your post, and this is the line that (laughs) every mother should read. You just put, I even pre-booked a therapist who said I had more anxiety about getting anxiety than actual anxiety and she didn't know what to do with me she really didn't but i only met a few times but i love that i love that you first of all pre-booked a therapist and second of all that you were really really conscious of what this so-called fourth trimester could bring yeah and i now looking back at those first few weeks i mean i think that uh, no offense to therapist but i think that anxiety over having anxiety is real. Like that is, that is stress. That is like, oh my gosh, when are the hormones going to hit? When is this going to be a problem? Like, even if you'd heard of this mythical thing, like there is something that's so real that people experience. I was just kind of like waiting for like a flood of hormones to just make me like super depressed. And I think what it ended up being for me that I didn't realize was, you know, those middle of the night feedings being like really sad or feeling really isolated and alone, or just like little moments that would pop up that were just really weird and hard. And I remember one night or it was early morning, even one of those mornings in the whole newborn fog where I asked my husband what the darkest thought he'd had in the past eight weeks or so had been. And like, we were able to just like openly share, like, wow, like, you know, there's been some serious thoughts that have come through my head and being able to talk and kind of normalize that a little bit. And even talking, reaching out to girlfriends and being like, do you ever have like thoughts of just running away? (laughs) And like, it's normal. I expected to just come at this like wave and sink me down. But I think what almost universally women, at least I'm no scientist, but like from talking to so many people, I wish someone had told me that everyone will get dark thoughts. This yes. A lot of women experience something worse, but if we just knew that it was very normal, you're sleep deprived, your body's in all sorts of pain. And if you miss one dose of, you know, ibuprofen, you're in worse pain. Like it's not, it would be weird if you felt good. And I didn't realize how bad I would feel. And so how it'd just be weird if you felt like good all the time after 
something like that. Well, and, and that's such an important message because all we do is send the message of, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it lovely? Don't you love being a new mother? And like people would say that to me and in my head, I'd be like, I think so. I don't, I, I, I want to. And I feel, I still feel guilt about that very thing. And I think that brings a lot of shame and a lot of guilt yes. for women because we're sold this message of what it is supposed to look like. And don't get me wrong, babies are wonderful and children are wonderful, but you, you feel dark in those first three months or you can. And I, I know a statistic from uh, Karen Kleiman, who is a maternal mental health uh, professional. I don't know if you've heard of her, but 91% of new mothers have intrusive thoughts. Like, what if every mother knew that? Yeah, Na- 91%. That, yeah. I mean, that is, well, I mean, almost everyone. I don't know who the 9% are, but maybe they weren't 100% truthful. <laughs> right. Yes. They lied. That's who they are. <laughs> I wanted to scream when every time I got that new mom questionnaire at the doctor, because I think one of the questions is like, do you have feelings that are exaggerated or do you, you know, is your anxiety exaggerated or um, something about it? Not you know, like, like over the top. And I wanted to be like, no, my feelings are valid. Like, yes, yes. Even if I have a lot of stress about something, it's not exaggerated for the moment. Like what, who would mark yes on that? Like your feelings are your feelings and you're, you have so much going on that I didn't like, of course you feel crazy. Um, it reminded me of other moments in life that are more normalized when you feel crazy, when you have 10 finals, the last week of college or other times when you're sleep deprived, of course you feel crazy then. And then like having a baby is that times a hundred. So, right. And you're not allowed to feel overwhelmed and you're not allowed to not love it and not feel joy all the time. I think this is a message that is so important. Natalie Andrews is my friend from college, but she's also (laughs) a reporter with the wall street journal. And she is a new mother to 12 week old Logan. Uh, We'll take a break more on the mom show more with Natalie. When we come back, you joined the mom show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Having a conversation with a good friend of mine. Her name is Natalie Andrews. Uh, you definitely know her work. She is a political reporter, in fact, the Capitol Hill reporter for the Wall Street Journal. She's also a brand new mother. She has a 12-week-old baby, and Natalie and I went to college together at Utah State. Aggie's all the way. She also met her husband there, hence why her baby's name is Logan. (laughs) I think that is so cute. Natalie, it's good to hear from you in Utah. Your home state misses you. Yes, I'm in Washington, D.C., but I miss Utah a lot. Yes. Well, let's talk about your work for a second because you took time off when um, you were about to give birth to Logan and you don't have to go back for nine months. You have nine months of maternity leave. Do you know how mind-blowing that is? <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting in our orientation, and you can hear Logan in the background, possibly. He's having a bottle. <laughs> Tired. But I remember sitting in orientation seven years ago at the Wall Street Journal and them mentioning uh, the leave structure and things like that, and really noting that uh, it was long. <laughs> and I really have women at the journal who have mentored me in journalism, but who have also tried to figure out a way to work in a very high stress environment and manage a new baby to thank for that. There's really incredible women who have 
worked at the journal and they've been focused on retaining women in the workforce and things like that. And they have mapped out a path to have women in a, it's a, it can be a stressful job. I think that's fair to say and helping us stay and keep. And I think part of that has been letting women adjust to, and men, we have five months paid for men and women. And then you can extend that if you want. Um, letting you adjust to that whole new parent phase. And does it, having does it create a culture at your office or in your work circles where uh, taking time off to become a mother is valued and like taking time off work is valued? Certainly. And I think having the men also take the time off makes it so you don't feel like you're coming back and behind because there are fathers that are taking five months off. There's mothers that are taking five months off. It's a... Uh, it's a great place to work in terms of collegial and a family environment in the Washington Bureau. And I would say new parents feel very supported, which is incredible. This is the way I want to structure our society, Natalie. This is the <laughs> way I think it should work. And I don't understand why we're kind of backwards in our policy and our, you know, and I understand businesses have to make money and you have to have employees, but like, this is the way you keep employees, especially women. This is how you make it work for them is you are, you are flexible and you have policies that help support their life. So they want to come work for you and they become a better, more productive employee because you value them and you value the things that are important to them. I mean, I know I'll be returning. I've talked to friends who have taken the leave and I know I'll be returning to a place where like, I feel like I'll be able to hit the ground, hopefully running that we'll have figured out the childcare situation, which I mean, childcare is very expensive here. So it's interesting to try to figure that out. And I just, I, one thing I love too, is that it's a very open conversation in the workplace about how do you manage everything? I feel like there's so many women who I can talk to at work and men um, who are willing to have the conversation of how do you balance childcare? How do you balance working in a job where news breaks at all times a day and things like that? And so you feel like it's an okay conversation to have. In fact, it's a welcome conversation to have. And I think that could apply anywhere. I mean, journalists are not, everyone's working in jobs where things are changing all the time. And, um, you know, feeling like you have the courage to have a conversation with your boss that say like, hey, between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., like that's sacred. I, you know, can we figure out a way to get around having me work certain times or things like that? Um, I feel very supported, especially like journalists are very collegial across the board. So I've talked to competitors who just became new moms who we can also have those conversations. And not feeling like you're going to get knocked down a peg in your professional endeavors because you need to choose prioritizing this family time. Yeah. And I really think that the men taking leave too, like that just kind of evens things out in the way of like, they're looking forward to that time. They come back refreshed and also, I mean, as refreshing as taking care of a new baby is, but I think you come back and you've had family time and you're ready to hit the ground running. 
Natalie Andrews is my friend from college. She's also <laughs> the Capitol Hill reporter for the Wall Street Journal and a new mom to 12-week-old Logan. Natalie, in your last two minutes, the, the whole crux of this conversation spawned from a social media post that you made about all your preparations to become a new mother. And I just wish every mother could prepare the way that you did. But summarize for me, what was um, the most helpful thing for you becoming a new mother? What was the thing that saved you the most? I mean, just coming up with a plan, really having the conversation with my husband about, well, this time period is going to come. We know it's going to come with sleep deprivation. We know it's going to come with a whole change to our lives. So what can we do? Um, We brought, we sort of said, yes, it's a pandemic, but we need resources. So I found a lactation consultant ahead of time. I found a postpartum doula who came in for 50 hours and she taught us everything. She taught us from baby wearing. And then her last few weeks, she just came in for eight hours for a Friday night for three weeks. And we got eight hours of sleep, which as a new parent was incredible for one day a week to just get a chunk of sleep. And just kind of coming up with ways that you we could ready for that was really key. The support is so, so important. And I'm glad you built that into your schedule. That is so important. Natalie Andrews, again, my friend from college and uh, the Capitol. Go Aggies. And (laughs) the Capitol Hill reporter for the Wall Street Journal and new mom to baby Logan. Natalie, (laughs) I wish you all the best. Uh, Thank you for chatting with me today on The Mom Show. For sure. Thank you.